asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Well, welcome back to the Right Questions podcast. I am your host, co-host, Todd Parker, with my partner, Bridget Sampson. How are you today, Bridget? I am so excited for our guest today and so excited to have a great conversation. Like always, you know, we are fortunate enough to bump into a lot of interesting and successful people in not only the work we do, but just the worlds that we run in. And we As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time, we're always trying to bring such value and just leave you all better than we found you. And part of that effort is to just bring into your lives dynamic, focused, very creative thinkers who are sort of pushing things forward for all of us. And not only in the ways that they behave, but in the things that they create and invent. So today's guest is no different. She certainly embodies all of those attributes and more. She's innovative. She's creative. She's a leader on a mission. Today's guest I'm going to leave it to Bridget, but she wraps up all of these these qualities, and her mission is really embodied in the question that we have to answer today, which is how can we unlock our true selves through style? Bridget, who are we talking to today? We are talking to none other than the amazing Lauren Messiah. Welcome, Lauren. Lauren. Hey, thanks. What a what a intro, man. <laughs> I love it. We we like to, yeah, we like to really throw out the red carpet for our guests as much as we can virtually. So thank you for being here, Lauren. And I'm gonna take a minute to introduce you and let all our listeners know why we're so, so excited to have you here today. So Lauren Messiah is the most in-demand personal stylist. She has empowered over 5,000 clients internationally through her signature method of combining styling and personal development. She was named Google's Women to Watch on YouTube. She's been featured in Marie Claire, Vogue, Elle, VH1, The New York Times, The Hollywood Reporter, The Wall Street Journal, WWD, Refinery29, and many, many others. It would take an hour to list everywhere that Lauren's been out there. You can't miss her if you are are following anything around style and many other, so many, many other print and digital media outlets for her style expertise. She is the best out there if you want to really learn everything that we all need to know about style. She's also a very experienced facilitator, a motivational speaker, a social media sensation. You have got to follow Lauren on social media. There's nothing like it. Like I always know when I go to Lauren's posts, I'm going to be entertained. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to learn something. It's a whole experience in and of itself. She's kind of witty. 
Yeah, very witty, very real. Like she tells it like it is, you will see. And she's got over 400,000 followers. She's conducted workshops and trainings for Bloomingdale's, Westfield Mall, Nickelodeon, The Outnet, Luxury Garage Sale, Bumble Biz, and the Marketing Arms Influencer Continuum, just to name a few, many more. Of course, Lauren is hostess to several continuing education and online styling and personal development courses that she created to help women unlock their true selves through style. And that's why that's the question we're going to answer today. So as you can tell, Lauren is the best out there when it comes to style, but she's also got this rich, deep practice in and passion for personal growth, personal development. And she and I and Todd definitely connect on that level. So we're looking forward to learning about bringing that together with style. And she just published her book, Style Therapy. You must go out and get this. I am devouring it. We're going to give you a couple of quotes from it today. It's it's incredible. It's really waking me up. <laughs> and I cannot wait to get in my closet <laughs> to get, that's a terrible thing to say. We want people to come out of the closet, right? But I want to go into my closet, I just said, and put into practice everything that's in here, not just because it has to do with clothes, but because it will allow me to grow and clear my life and my space and my world as a human being. Todd, what were you going to say about well, that's therapy, exactly sorry. right. Yeah, I, I started reading it, and you know, and I, I'm. It says, you know, as you said in the intro, you know, for women, but I'm. I'm started reading it and looking through it, and I was like, you know, like I'm really appreciating the personal development side. And there was so many. Um, well, I'll get to it, but there's a lot of interesting questions that get you thinking about yourself. But I have questions about that, Lauren. We'll get to it, Bridget. I mean, gosh, was there anything else you wanted to say in that amazing intro? Just a little. I know my intros are way too long. Our last guest was like, Bridget, your intro was so long. I love my people, so I can't help it. Just one little personal thing. And then we're going to turn it over to you, Lauren, because we want you to just tell us all about yourself. So I'm going to, even though I'm going a little lengthy here, Lauren is the president of the Entrepreneurs Organization of LA. And that's how I know Lauren, because my wonderful husband, Neil, who you can meet in a previous podcast, our Valentine's Day podcast, is the president of the Entrepreneurs Organization of North LA. So they're kind of partners in, in this amazing organization. They're the leadership of this organization that provides incredibly successful entrepreneurs with mentoring, support, business growth, and development. It's like an organization like nothing I've seen before. Todd knows. Todd and I have done, we've led retreat forums for retreats, and we've done training for EO, as it's called for short. And we know that the community of people in EO, the caliber is just just stunning, spectacular. And we've learned, we've had many EO members on our podcast already who you know. So I just want to say Lauren is the president, the current president. So I cannot fathom the responsibility of that and all that that entails and what an incredible mentor um, she has been, I'm sure, to everyone in the organization. So Lauren, congratulations on that, you know, and, and all your accomplishments and, and, on, and on being almost complete with your term serving as president. I hope you get to relax a little when when you when you're uh, finished with your term, and and just personally, every time I see Lauren at events, we see each other. We've been at events and out of town things for EO. Not only is her style like perfectly on point, I'm like I'll ask Neil like, is Lauren going to be there? Because I just love seeing what is she wearing and how is she like so amazingly put together and on point. But she's just warm and friendly and real and fun to talk to as a human being. Also, she's like the complete package. So I just wanted to say that on a 
on a personal note to you, Lauren. And thank you again for inviting me into your Style Confidence Collective. Did I get that right? Style Confidence Collective to be, um, to share my message with your wonderful audience about life coaching and how we can grow and pursue our goals and get support in doing that. So I'll stop there. I could go on and on. Lauren, just tell us about your background. How did you get to where you are? I know you share great stories about you know, making your way from really having to hustle and work hard. So just tell us about you and how you've gotten here. Yeah, well, thank you for the wonderful introduction. I'm like, well, my confidence, just check that off for the day. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a journey, you know, to get to where I am today. And, you know, I try to condense the tale, but I still try to hit all the points because I think there's so many people that want to be in business for themselves. They want to start something. They want to be great. And they think that they just, they just magically get there. (laughs) And that the path is like very clear and direct and it's not, you know, I've known that I've wanted to do something fashion related since I was five. Like I used to make clothes for my Barbies and I'd make my own clothes And I was terribly shy and introverted growing up. So I really used clothing as like kind of a door opener. Like someone could say, nice shoes, or I like those pants. And I could answer that question. But if it's just like, why don't you go talk to that other human? Like, no, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) So Styles has been this kind of like buddy for me along my journey of you know, being a a functioning human in society. (laughs) So I knew I wanted to make some sort of career of that. So I went to school for fashion design because there was only two paths. It was be a designer or go to school for merchandising. And I heard a rumor that merchandising had something to do with math. And I was like, no, I don't do math. (laughs) So I'll go to school for design. And again, it's that path that we think it's a certain way. Like I'll go to school, I'll get my degree, I'll get a job after I graduate and I'll live in New York and I'll be fabulous. No, (laughs) I don't know how I missed the memo, but getting a degree does not mean you get a job. (laughs) And if you get a job, it doesn't mean it's going to pay well. So I was offered a job designing for a pretty big retailer, very big retailer, But the salary was like 18,000 a year. Ouch. (laughs) So that wasn't going to work for me. (laughs) You know, like my parents don't pay my way. Like I knew you couldn't live off of that type of money. So I ended up working retail. And that's where I really found my love of dressing women. Because I love the idea that if I dress, help someone pick an outfit that they might go for a job interview and get the job and that job could change their life. Or they might go on a first date and then that man you know, could be their husband or their wife or whatever. Like, I love that. So I could see how clothing could change someone's story, how it could change their confidence. And I'm like, I gotta figure out how to do that. And it took years, cause I didn't know styling was a career until many years later. I worked in offices, I worked in startups, but it was all part of the path because I learned marketing, I learned about business, and you you pick up stuff along the way. People get bummed when they're on a detour, 
go in and get the job. I didn't. No, like the detour is there to teach you something. Like pick up all your little tokens and then you're going to end up eventually where you're supposed to be. So that's kind of like the wacky journey, retail, office, um, eventually striking out on my own. I did some celebrity styling, which I did not enjoy. And then I moved into personal styling, styling women around Hollywood, executives, moms, entrepreneurs, and seeing how their lives could change with style. And eventually getting so busy and overbooked that I was like, I got to turn this into an online business. I got to reach more women that it's not reliant on me shopping for them, going in their closet. So courses were born out of courses. The book was born, creating content, YouTube, just getting the message out to as many people as possible that style doesn't have to be superficial. It doesn't have to be connected to the like terrible fashion industry or the toxic (laughs) entertainment industry. There's actually a lot more depth into it. And if you can tap into that depth, you can make your life better. You can use style, you know, to your advantage instead of something that's like, ugh, I have to get dressed. I have to do this. Like, no, it can be fun. It can be powerful. I read, I shouldn't say I read the whole book. I've read portions of the book and there was a couple things that really jumped out at me, but just based on the title, right? And the question that we have for the show today and what you just said, what do you find is the biggest challenge for people, the people you work with in really stepping into their true style and, as you say, unlocking their true selves. Yeah, so it's funny, you know, kind of how I got down this deeper path related to style is because I didn't like working with celebrities because I didn't get the magic. Like, getting dressed was part of their job. You've got one hour with them, you go through the publicist or their manager, and you're in and out. But when I started to work with real women and got to know them more intimately, I'm like, they don't want to get dressed because they're all worried about the same four or five things. They're worried that once they go back to work in their new clothes, that everyone's going to judge them. Everyone's going to think that they think they're all that. They're worried about their weight. They're worried about their age. They're worried about money. So I'm like, if I can remove those blocks, because that's really what it is. They're just manifesting through their relationship with clothing. If we can knock that stuff out and cover it up with the clothes, <laughs> like, no, we're just getting dressed. I'm not making you look at your deep issues with money and self-worth, but they can heal that stuff along the way. And once you peel that away, you see the real you because you're hiding behind a story of how you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to look. You're not supposed to be successful past this level because of the way you were raised and money's bad. And all. The, and once you get that out, you see you. And then you just get it. You like, you know what to wear. You know how to rock it with confidence. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're a genius at style. I'm like, not really. Well, Lord, there's that... <laughs> That part of the book, right, early on when you're talking about other people's opinions and then the exercise that follows it about, like, writing it out, right? I don't want to give away too much of the book, but this idea, uh, like you just said, of shedding this story that you've told yourself, I'm curious, as much as you want to share, what was the story that you shed that you stepped into? Like, what was that? Ooh, I shed stories left and right. So... 
I go through my own book, I actually created, you know, what ended up being the book. I was my first client because I'd been working with women one-on-one. I was thinking about, I would work with women and their closets would have the old them in it. They'd be huge executives at major networks and their clothes was like crap they bought at the Gap like 15 years ago. I'm like, you're wearing your assistant clothes and you're a boss. And so eventually I looked at myself and as an early entrepreneur, I noticed that I was getting disrespected a lot. If there was a man in the room, they thought he was in charge and I was the assistant. So I started to, and some of these stories are probably true as well, but I would be like, is this because I'm a woman? Is this because I'm a woman of color? Could have been, but what can I control? I can't, you know, (laughs) I'm still a woman. I'm still going to be a woman of color. So I looked down at my own clothing and was like, oh my gosh, I'm dressed like a 20 something party girl. And I'm a, you know, I'm a 30 something trying to start a business here. So I had to shed my idea of myself. I had to shed a lot of stories about success. You know, growing up, my parents would, oh, that's for rich people. You know, so it's like these little messages that making money's bad. No, I don't, I didn't go to business school. I don't know about business. I'm just a, I'm just a kid from Virginia trying, you know, so I had to let that stuff go. And that was kind of the first uncovering but there's always more that's revealed later. It's crazy. I mean, I just went through the book with my readers and I was like, well, I'll be, I got another block. (laughs) (laughs) There's more for me to discover. But that work thing was the first one, being taken seriously, being afraid to be successful. Bridget, I got one more question. I know you have other questions. So with that, okay, so I also read the goal-setting chapter about style and the story you tell about buying, trying to uh, rent, I believe, your first home and then to, you know, fast forward to buying your first home. And my question is, how do you reconcile the judgment that comes with like, okay, that kind of as you tell in the story, like I was dressed a certain way, I was wearing this. And it's not that you are any different. It's that the judgment that came from the landlord, right, is like, hey, I'm not going to rent to this person because that's what you So how do you reconcile that judgment, right? Because other people's opinions, ride it out and shed it with the reality that those things exist and kind of play within that game. Like, I'm dying to know your opinion about this. Yeah, a lot of it is just it's understanding like on a conscious bias and in it's, it's just, it's information. It's information. And if we can take away the personal attack from it and just treat it as information, if you walked into the bank and the banker had on a t-shirt that said like, hang in there with a little <laughs> kitty on it. And she had on <laughs> leggings and, you know, and leg warmers, you would be like, what, kind of bank is this? <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> depositing like, my $100,000 right now, right into this bank. All of my money. Watch right. it. Right. You'd be like, does anyone else work here? Like, what's going on? So our brains are constantly making connections based on things we've seen on television, things, you know, movie characters, the way that we were raised. So if you can just think outside of yourself to be like, oh, how dare she not want to rent me this, 
you know, home because I've got a, a high up slit on my dress. Like, well, what are the messages? She doesn't know anything about so you me. depersonalized it. She and, just sees. Yeah. Yeah. She sees a girl showing a lot of leg. <laughs> Who knows, you know, where she's from. That could be like, this chick's going to start a brothel in this house. And <laughs> I'm like, it's just a, it's just a black dress. It's just my leg. You're like what? But so yeah, depersonalize it. Kind of look at it from like you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fact. Like everyone's judging everybody. It just happens whether you want to do it or not. It's it just a beautiful happens. response. It's the, the playing within that. And the, the you don't, you know, you can internalize it. Or you have a choice of what to do at that moment, the story you're going to tell yourself and what you're going to empower, right? Those thoughts you're going to empower, which is something we're always talking about here. And I just hear you saying like, I'm going to choose a different thought and then I'm going to work within what I control, which is this and I'm going to get what I want out of the situation and still be me because one thing I recognize in the book and the picture next to all that right is like I don't know if that's what you were wearing when you went to get your house but you know there there's a certain you can still be you is what I took away from it and be authentically you within all of the um I want to say like expectations or, you know, societal stuff that comes with, you know, judgment and, and style and all that. So, well, I'll shut up. I know, I know Bridget's got like 10,000 questions. No, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, go ahead, Lauren. I try to teach the reader, you know, and everyone who enters into my little LM world is you get to control the narrative. You get to control it. That's exciting. Like Michelle Obama talks about it in her documentary that was on Netflix. And she talks about women being judged more harshly when it comes to style and appearance. And, you know, she's like, you can, you could cry about it or you can, you know, lean into it. So she's got an amazing stylist and she gets to tell a story of relatability of, you know, all these different things. She gets to do that with her style. She's play the game. The game ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And she does it. And she's a, an icon. I mean, she masters it. I love that. I love what you're saying about that. Yeah. Like I always want to see what she's wearing as well as what she's saying, hear what she's saying. <laughs> That's what we right? were going for. I'm right. Like, <laughs> I'm like guys, don't, don't hurt yourself when you want, you know, Oh, people shouldn't judge you on your appearance. Who cares? I'm going to wear sweatpants and leggings right. every day for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm like, well then enjoy, you know, not getting the business loan, uh, enjoy getting passed up for the promotion, for someone who's not as smart as you, get in the game, silly, so yes. you can win. Then you can make your own rules later. I can wear whatever I want now. <laughs> it, right, exactly. But you still always, even though you could, you could get away with anything. You always rock it. So, you know, we should never give up on this. So, I mean, to just to give a little quote from your book about what you just said, this this really jumped out at me where you said, for people to like you, trust you, spend money with you, or date you, they need to get to know you first. How you look and what you wear is like the trailer to a great movie. The world needs to be enticed by your trailer before they watch the movie. I thought that was so powerful. Like, yeah, when we're in our closet, we're creating a trailer for the movie for all the people we're going to see today. Are they going to want to 
are they going to want more? Are they going to invest in more time with us or whatever it may be, right? Just like you would invest in seeing the movie after you've seen the trailer. So there's so many little gems like that in your book. And you also talk about how you say, and, and Lauren's book is so conversational. You just feel like, like you feel like you can see how we're having such a great natural conversation with her now. That's what it feels like reading her book. It's like you're just sitting with her chatting. And she says, listen, people, word on the street is that people make up their minds about you in seven seconds. <laughs> right? They form an opinion about you in seven seconds. I Just like you said, we didn't make up these rules. We're just telling you the truth. Right? We exactly. don't necessarily like them, but that's the way yeah. it is, right? It is. It is. I had this discussion with um, one of the girls that I mentor and she's, you know, a budding personal stylist as, as well. And she's like, and she's like, don't you think we're contributing to this, you know, terrible narrative with women that they've got to, and I'm like, it's, it's primal. It's primal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, it's just, it's how it is. Yes. Goes back to caveman stuff. Like we're visual creatures. There's unwritten rules about how people present themselves, whether it's a woman or a man, the rules are there. Mm-hmm play by them. Maybe we can slowly dismantle and change them, but there is also hard wiring in us as humans to make connections with what we see, what we've been trained to think. And then we just go on. It's just, it's why it's circuitry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. And fighting against it is not going to help anybody. Exactly. So, yeah. And so, yeah. So the title of your book, Style Therapy, I think is probably becoming more clear to our listeners. <laughs> this is really therapy. This is a legitimate form of therapy to really support us all in our personal growth. And on that note, I have a question that just came to mind as you were talking, you know, that balance between being yourself and wearing what you feel comfortable in or what you feel good in and proud of, but also to some extent, paying attention to what the the expectations are for the event or the people involved. Like the story you told about the woman in the bank. I was just laughing hysterically. You could also have a career as a comedian, Lauren. I'm sure people have told you that because I'm picturing, I'm literally picturing a woman in a bank with a hang in their shirt and leggings. And like, anyway, so, and I can speak to this having seen you at, at several events. Like you always look so well-dressed, but also like you picked what you wanted to wear and what you felt like you would feel really amazing in. And like, you didn't really like, okay, my thinking would be, I wonder what everyone else is wearing. I wonder how dressy it is. I wonder, you know, like EHO events, like are people going to be wearing dresses, you know, for, but I feel like for you, there's none of that. It's just like, this is what I will feel great in at this event. And this is what I'm wearing. And I don't care. Is that true? Am I picking up on that correctly? And is that what you recommend? It's when you reach style nirvana. <laughs> when like, seriously, you're like levitating and you're Buddha. Yeah, it all the Buddha. comes together. Well, I, you know, I, I teach a lot about style confidence. And I give the example of some of our most favorite celebrity style icons who obviously don't play by any rules. Like I love Rihanna. Rihanna wears some wild stuff (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. It look, you know, but somehow she's pulling it off. Yeah. Lady Gaga, she's wears a dress made out of meat and she's, she's an icon, but they have this confidence that transcends just normal people reality. You know that they don't care what you say about them. They know they're fabulous. They know it. 
So we can get there too as women once we remove all of this stuff. You know, men, y'all naturally have a little bit more when it comes to style. You're like, I don't care. I'm wearing these green cargo pants. No big deal. I got rid of my cargo pants. I swear. I got got rid of all of them. I got the memo. (laughs) I did. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But especially for, for women, it's our confidence is just chipped away so low from the little snippy comment our mom Mm -hmm. made about our lip color (laughs) (laughs) and and, and everything else. But the more we can increase our confidence, the more we can pull off certain clothing. And when we're wearing things that are authentic to us, we naturally feel good. And that's when you can't tell us anything. It's like, no, I know I look good. If you don't like it, that's your problem. But you've got to get confident, which means you've got to strip strip away all the crap. Lauren, we're just like, we can't wait to ask you more and more questions. But because this is so important and you talk a lot about body confidence and body image. And I read in your book, and this is really powerful listeners, hear this because it will be comforting to you. You say in your book that 100% of the women you've worked with, celebrities, regular women like me, all of us have some kind of body image issues and and lack body confidence in some way. So please, I want everybody listening to really hear that and let that sink in. It doesn't matter how thin, how much you might look at someone and think she, she or he looks perfect, fit, whatever. We all have these issues. We all have body confidence challenges. And I'm at a healthy weight, things like that. But I'd, I'll look at certain many, many articles of claiming that wouldn't look good on me. I have this here and that there. And it's everybody. It's all of us. And I love that you speak to that. So what can you say to people and us to help us all with that, Lauren? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm really excited. So at the time of this recording, it's June. So later this month in June, I'm going to be hosting my Love Your Body Style Challenge. It's a challenge I host every year that really helps turn that body confidence up. Because I'm sure you know, until you get an acceptance of where you are right now, you don't have a shot at making any changes. So, you know, there's women that are overweight and they're, they're not, they're refusing to buy clothes or to look nice until they lose the weight, but they're punishing themselves because their clothes don't fit. They have things they don't like, which means their confidence decreases. They're going to be less motivated to work out, eat right, and just throw in the towel and say, I give up. So we've got to start loving ourselves, dressing ourselves well, starting to work towards the life that we want, regardless of our size, regardless of how your skin looks. People, I mean, working with women, they're like, don't you see this thing on my, no, I don't see it. Only you see it. Like your mind is so critical. It's zeroing in. My finger's too long on this hand. Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> we don't see that. But we zero in. And the exercises that I provide in this challenge, it helps you zoom out. Zoom out to the bigger picture. Start having gratitude and appreciating. I went down a little rabbit hole when I was going through the book with my readers about my body confidence because we've been in a pandemic We've been rocking sweats. We've been wearing leggings. We've been eating snacks and watching Netflix. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And once I zoomed out to be like, 
okay, so what if you gained five pounds or 10 pounds? I don't know the scale, so I don't know. Who cares? I remain healthy, alive. I can walk, I can talk, I can see. Um, my mission to help people and make them feel good is not contingent on the size of my body. Yes. Oh, and I love no, that. Nobody's is, you know? So like once we can understand that and kind of get out of our own little crazy head, we start to feel better. But yeah, everybody has these issues. Everybody, especially celebrities, because think about it. They're airbrushed. They're, they're Photoshopped. They've got some crazy fat sucking treatment. <laughs> They'll be in a sauna for 12 hours where the red carpet wearing three pairs of spanks. They know they don't look like that either. Right. I know. I know. I know. I don't envy it. Honestly, I really can't imagine that kind of pressure and what it does to your psyche and your soul. Really. It, I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very helpful, Lauren. Really very helpful. Todd. All right. I mean, I, you had me thinking earlier when you talked about, you know, sort of the luxury that you know, guys kind of, men can kind of have, right? They just fly on or whatever, right? And, you know, I started thinking about different examples because, you know, Bridget and I will form, Bridget still does, but I, you know, I teach at the university and I teach, you know, public speaking, advanced public speaking, and you, there's all this insecurity with stepping up in front of people, right? And But we also teach it to executives and work with executives, right, on how to present self. And so I say those two things because there's a little, there's nuances in, in, as you would imagine, right, to how we're presenting self. So in the classroom, though, we're really, and I guess with executives as well, we're not just like you, Lauren, we're not trying to be, you know, prescriptive, right? Like here's what you should do, but rather open up a discussion about what is like form, formality and informality, expectations and how we want to show up and meet that expectation or challenge that expectation, right? And I give the example of, well, one, I sometimes I do, and I, I like to wear sandals. I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie. I like to wear sandals. I, I'm a laid back person in a lot of ways. Like, and I, I, I'm dressed a little fancier right now, as you can see, just a little bit. Um, but it's still in keeping with, with my personality. I think it's me, right? And when I put on a backwards hat, like I often do and go to the beach and my sunglasses, I, I, you know, I'm, I know what kind of different treatment I get in a collared shirt than in a t-shirt with my hat backwards, whatever, fine. But what I talk to my students about is how do you want to present yourself and how do you want to challenge things? And I remember watching the NASA rover, like the, the press conference or all the NASA, you know, smart people come out and you would expect, you know, expectation, formality. You would expect they've landed a rover on another planet. Like this is a huge deal for everybody. And who comes out to talk about it? Not a guy with a pocket protector and a, you know, a, a jacket is not formal. It's a guy who's totally sleeved in tattoos who's very well built. You could tell he takes care of himself. He's a big individual and he's wearing, and I'm going to screw up in describing it, but the best way I can put it is like a Grand Theft Auto t-shirt with very bright, if you've ever seen the cover of a video game of Grand Theft Auto, any there's people and colors. So he's wearing this and, and I'm looking at this laughing and smiling and applauding because to the idea of challenging what is normative and what what is expected, he took this opportunity opportunity on a national, you know, worldwide stage to walk out there like this and present, here's how we landed this little thing on that rock. And I was in charge of it, or I had a big role to play in it. So I don't know what you think about that or how that strikes you, how that resonates with you, but it, it really stuck with me. And I like to share it with people. Yeah. I mean, one, 
confidence. I can't stress it enough. But if you are confident in your ability and your place in the room, you can show up. And that's what I mean by the style nirvana, where if I'm going to, you know, the EO holiday party and everyone's got black dresses on and I showed up in this vintage kimono and just this whole, it looked totally different than everybody else. But I've got the confidence. If I were a brand new EO member and I wasn't, you know, the president, I wouldn't want to stand out in that way because I didn't have the confidence to know that I belong there. So I love the idea, just like those icons, if Lady Gaga was brand new on the scene, nobody heard her and showed up in a dress of meat, she'd be on the worst dress list, she'd be ridiculed, but she knows she belongs there. So it's like, F you, I'm wearing whatever I want, put some respect on my name. He's like, I landed some on the moon, <laughs> right? I will come here in a bathrobe. Yeah. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a genius. So you want to get to the point where you have so much confidence, where you have so much authenticity in your style that you would look like a chump if you did dress in the normal way. But people that are trying to challenge when they haven't earned their place or they haven't earned that confidence, you come off goofy. And then no one can hear what you're saying. They can only see that you're just making a mockery of this platform. So it's a very delicate balance, which is why I like to teach the principles of style and self-discovery so you can make informed decisions where most people are like, oh, whatever, style's stupid. I'm just going to go wear whatever. I'm like, see how that turns out. But if you know your stuff and you know yourself, you can. That's when you're you're iconic at that, that knowing point. yourself stuff, Lauren, like, and the idea of... Well, okay. I want to connect two ideas. So we talk a lot here about mindset, right? And and how to put ourselves in like a, I mean, you're talking about confidence, a state of being, right? This, this state where we own, right? Step into and own things regardless of necessarily the prescribed style or we might be able to challenge. So the, the two things I want to connect is this idea of acting in accordance with, I don't want to say acting as if, but we, Bridget and I, and, and I kind of know a bit about your background, so I know you journal, right? And you meditate, I think you meditate, right? So personal growth and development is big for you. And maybe you could comment on some of the things you do, but we each have, I have an identity statement and I say it to myself each morning as a means of reminding myself, as a method of reminding myself of who I want to be when I step into the world every day, right? And it's, it's directly connected to the values that I hold in very high esteem. And what I gathered from, from reading the book and some of the exercises is you have seemingly that same idea of like, look down at yourself. Is this what you want to present? And are you going to then act in accordance with, you know, sweatpants? And maybe that's good for a day, but that might not be the best thing to wear or show up to, you know, for something you want to pull a different image for. Or a different level of confidence for what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, so I have a couple different exercises in the book that do speak to that because yes, like in my practices, I meditate, I journal, I vision board, I do affirmations, <laughs> like I know how I want to show up. So I infused a couple of those things. One, the vision boarding. So I have you know the reader create a vision board for the life that they want to create for themselves. 
the house, the car, the family, the whatever, whatever it is, everyone's vision's different. And do a little visualization of you in that life and then look down or look in your closet. Does that match? Does that match at all? Like, are you prepared for that manifestation to become a reality? So for me, you know, in my vision, it's like, oh, I got you know my own TV show and I'm this and I'm that. If I don't have the things that support that in my closet, well, no, duh, it's not here yet. So that's one of the things. It's like dress for who you want to become. And then I also have the reader create three words that when someone looks at them, that's what they want people to understand. Because then you can look at your closet and say, is that doing it? Because fashion, what you'll find in stores, it's wear this because it's in style. Wear this because this is the jam. Now, if you're a mother and you're volunteering at the PTA and you're picking up the kids, you know, in the neighborhood, you want your look to look nurturing, inviting. You don't want it to look crazy and fun. You want to look (laughs) like you got your wits about you, right? So you can choose these words and look. If I look in the mirror and I see sloppy and sweats and I want my words to be powerful, intriguing, magnetic, no one's magnetized by a girl in stained sweats. (laughs) (laughs) So you get to choose your identity and you get to dress the identity because there's no point in saying the affirmations if your body doesn't believe it. You've got to feel it. So you've got to actually embody it. Yeah. So getting a little bit more practical because we're, we love talking about the, you know, the psychology of all of it and the mindset and you're, you have so much to share on that. I want to plug the book again because there's also super practical advice in there about like key pieces to have. That's where I'm like going back to those. I, I literally want to bring the book to the store with me. <laughs> like tell the salesperson, I need this and this and this. Is that why? Cause I'm like, oh, wait, I'll take a snapshot. Of, you know, I'll take a picture of it, have it on my phone and be like, I need that. I need, and I won't even say, you know, listen, but it's like the things that we know, but we, we somehow amass all this crap that, and it's like, oh no, I just need a good I need a good denim jacket. I need a good this. I need a good sweater, you know, and you like call it all down in a way that's really, really practical for, I think everybody. And I just love that. (laughs) Yeah, that came from, so when I first moved to Los Angeles and I was obviously very insecure moving from the East coast suburb in Virginia to LA, it's like, this is so exciting. And then LA has this magical ability to make you feel like a freaking loser if you're not careful. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I'm 25 years old. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the club. And they're like scanning, like, oh, you can come in the club. You can come in the club. You're like, what? (laughs) I thought like, I was like hot, you know, on the East Coast. And I'm like a troll here, right? So Everything I thought was like a celebrity moment. I'm going to the club. I need a new dress. I need a new shirt. I have this. And I just amassed all this stuff. And none of my clothes went together. So every time I had to get dressed, I had to go buy new clothes. And I was like, wait, maybe all those little like articles, you know, in magazines is like, every woman needs this. I'm like, maybe they're onto something. So I I created my own list of just the basics, because I only had crazy crap in my closet that I would wear once. 
So I created the ultimate wardrobe checklist so you could mix match and they're all plain enough that you can still infuse your personality into them. Like the way I wear a white button up shirt will be totally different than the way you wear it. We don't need to buy the same cut, but it would serve us to have a white shirt in our closet. You know, so it's very practical. So many of the women that go through the book, they're like, oh, I have no clothes. <laughs> exactly. I've been there. I've been there. You have exactly. Clothes. That's the old their closet full of clothes, nothing to wear. You got the wrong stuff. That's why. Right. No, I can so relate to that, Lauren. I'm laughing because I'm looking through your list and I'm like, oh, I have 10 of these and I have none of these. And I have like, you know, 20 of these, none of which I really like anymore. But I'm so it's like so handy and practical and I'm really going to put it into use. And speaking of that, we want to make sure that everybody knows how all the ways they can learn from you. So we, we have your book. I know you have other, you have courses and memberships and how can people learn more since clearly you are the go-to person for style? Yes. Well, definitely follow me on Instagram and YouTube because that's where I'm, I'm giving out the free, the free info. So it's Laura Messiah is available for both. And then once you've gone through the book, you can do them at the same time. But the next logical step from the book is my membership, Style Confidence Collective. And that's really awesome because there's a course on how to dress yourself. I take you through all the different stages of the personal development. But most importantly, it's a community of awesome women. I mean, awesome women where you can have a job interview or a date and post the outfit you think you're going to wear and everyone's like chiming in and they're wishing you well and they're getting updates on your job interview. We have a book club where we read a book every month. We've got great experts that come in like you. So you learn a lot and you get to be around cool women because as an adult, it's not easy to find new friends, especially successful, driven you know, people that care about <laughs> more than what they saw on TV last night. It's hard to find those people. So we're like a really awesome community. So that's Style Confidence Collective. So that would be, if you really are like digging this, get into that world. You'll, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hear rave reviews of it. And I've talked to some of your some of your members um, who reached out to me after we did the the little talk in there. And they are, I could not agree more, amazing women who are really, really, really dedicated to the personal growth and the and the community and the support as well as developing their style. And I know that you have spent a lot of time also teaching and training and mentoring other stylists. Are you still doing that to some extent or moving away from Not that a little more. So yeah. Much. Yeah. My, yeah. My previous company school of style is where I would teach aspiring stylists. So I exited that company last year. So I do infuse some business principles and things like that into small confidence collective and my clients that have been through the collective and they want to go to the next level about once a year, I'll do a group coaching it's a program called Beyond Style. So it's the next level of not like, this is exactly how you should run your business, but it's, this is how success-minded people operate. This is all of the stuff that people don't teach you because, you know, being an EO, having a successful business, you're around successful business people. They don't have a formula that's like, 
oh, well, I just did this in my business and then I made a million dollars. It's like, no, they have a different mindset. They are programmed differently. And that's how I went from, you know, struggling, trying to figure out how to start my own business to like all of a sudden thriving because I did all of these different things, the journaling, the meditation, the mentorship, the coaching, all of these things to make me, it doesn't matter what industry I go into, I will be successful. That's the stuff that people don't teach you. Our, <laughs> our last podcast guest on our last episode was the wonderful Voon. And she w- we were talking about how we can incorporate play and creativity into our into our lives, right? And so with that in mind, she, you know, there's questions that we always, it's just right on time, right? We always ask our last guest, you know, what's a question you want to ask the, the, the next guest? And something along the lines of like, how do you, because you're an incredibly creative person, how do you find and reignite, I should say, your creativity when you've lost it? What do you do? I, I center myself. Legitimately, I center myself. And that's been... I think in the beginning of my career, it was always because I had come from a nine to five background. It was like a go, go, go. Like, I'm just going to sit here at my laptop until I think of it. But my best ideas have come to me when I just let go. Like, I'll go sit by the pool. I'll go to the beach. I'll just unplug. I'll give myself a week where I'm just going to just be lazy, which is really hard for me because I hate being lazy, but it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch some Netflix and I'm going to (laughs) cook, I'm going to eat some popcorn and like, boom, the ideas will come. You can't force creativity. And I always try to come whenever I'm creating anything in business, in life, I come from a place of service. Like, how is this going to help somebody? Cause just like cute and creative is whatever. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but coming from a place of service, you're like, oh, that's how I can get the message to them. And I can package it like this. Cool. But you've got to have white space to do that. It's so important for someone who's as accomplished as you are to share that very real suggestion, right? Like, that's what I do. I actually like meaning you, I, you unplug. You give yourself permission, which, as you said, is hard to do. You know, Bridget and I coach a lot of executives around this kind of balance, which is like, the, you know, we're, we're, you know, metaphorically slamming our head against the wall trying to get the breakthrough when really it's in zooming out and in stepping back and releasing the tight grip on whatever that thing is we're trying to do that I hear you saying that's when you are flooded. That's where your creativity comes from. So I really appreciate that answer. And it's that balance too, because I don't want people to take that unplug tip the wrong way. (laughs) I definitely definitely have women that I've mentored that they're like, oh, I, you know, it's too hard. I'm just going to, I'm going to unplug. I'm going to go on a detox. I'm like, girl, it's been three weeks. Like, that's not how this works. You said (laughs) two days. It's been three weeks for you. Yeah, exactly. Right. But even like just writing in my journal and just asking for the answers Mm -hmm. and they will come just yes we're so accustomed to noise like even this morning I had a big breakthrough I'm like oh my gosh how how did I not think of that because for once I'm like always have a podcast on while I'm getting mm-hmm. dressed I always mm-hmm. want to learn and I'm like how about just no noise for yes. a minute and then boom the message there it yes. is yes it's so true well Lauren I don't I don't want to I mean 
maybe you asked the right question. That's what it sounded <laughs> like happened there. You just, I don't know. Right I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Well, Lauren, the, we then, we want to ask you, what, you don't know who our next guest is going to be, but what do you want us to ask that next guest? So what's the right question? Something that you About think would anything. be valuable for, for our listeners. Someday. This will be my question. Who knows who it will be for? How do you be of service to others? That's what I would ask. Mm, perfect. Perfect. It's perfect for the person because we do know who the person is. <laughs> and you guys will keep listening to our podcast if you want to find That's out true. when we ask your yeah. question. <laughs> As I said it, Bridget, I was thinking, oh, I actually I do know. I started thinking, oh, wait, oh, yeah, we do know. <laughs> it always works out that way, too. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, Bridget, I'll throw it to you and Lauren, and then I'll, I'll say some final words. Yeah, I think we need to give Lauren her time back because we could ask her questions for hours more, but we will, we will begin to bring it to a close. Lauren, I am so, so grateful to you for making the time. You're a great mentor in my life. You've helped me with so many things. You've been very kind in sharing your wisdom with me and your experience on many occasions. And I'm just really honored that you came to have this conversation. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I learned a lot from it. I was really excited to come today because I knew I didn't know what exactly we'd get into, but I knew after it, I would just feel great. I would just feel really positive and happy and that I would have learned some new things from you. And it even exceeded my expectations. So I just can't say thank you enough. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, Lord, the, um, as I said at the start, we're trying to give, provide value and leave people better than we found them with each of these episodes, each of these shows. And so thank you for helping us accomplish, you know, our mission in doing just that. You know, the idea of stepping into your authentic self is something we we wish for everybody at all times, right? To be happier in our own skin, to be comfortable in our own skin, and to have that confidence and self to step in to the unknown, which is what life is, with courage. So I think, you know, I know that what you provided today and what your book provides and all of you and your shows and everything that you're involved in is helping people move from where they're comfortable, their comfort zone into their courage zone and, you know, really grab the life and create, as you said, architect design, create the life that they desire and doing that through style. So, you know, thank you for taking the time for your, really your brilliance and your creativity and the way that you've it combined so many parts of life to, you know, bring out like the best in people and help them feel really, you know, good about themselves. So, you know, a lot of praise and applaud for all that you're Yay, doing. Thank you. Service. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Loved being here. Thanks so much. Aww, thank you. Well, as always, as we say, be good people and make good choices. We will see you next time. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.